Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> Okay, so I'm doing something a little different today. Um, I've got some notes and stuff here, and there's a reason why. It's because there's a couple of quotes that I'm going to read to you. I don't want to mess these suckers up. So for those of you who are watching the show instead of listening, you might see me looking down at my notes. I don't usually have a bunch of notes or anything. Um, but sometimes when I'm quoting other people, it's wicked important to me that I kind of get it right. So um, this sucker is called, this episode is going to be called, Do I Dare? Do I Dare? And it's inspired by, uh, it's inspired by a couple of things. First of all, it's inspired by a blog post that I wrote um, a while back. Uh, and I think about it from time to time. And I think about it especially when um, there are things that are kind of churning or bubbling up or coming up. Um, not only in my own life, but also in the lives of people that I, um, you know, am friends with, or that um, are in my membership or clients or whatever the deal is, right? People who um, are in kind of my world and my realm that I talk to, but I also see like stuff obviously going on in the greater kind of culture. Um, but this particular one was inspired by, um, like I said, just, you'll, you'll understand more when I, when I get into it. So do I dare? Um, and so first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold up a picture. I'm going to show you that this is where, because uh, I want you to know what I'm talking about when I say these things. And then for those of you um, who are not watching, but um, you're listening, I'm going to tell you what you're seeing. So right now I'm holding up a picture of Michelangelo's statue or Michelangelo. Everybody says it differently. His statue. Um, this is the statue of David. Uh, and if you can see this right now, what he's doing is you have a, like a basically a young male body, very chiseled, very athletic, and he's staring off into the distance. His head is turned to the side. He's staring off to the distance and over his shoulder, he is holding his slingshot. Now these, these details are important. So stay with me. <laughs> so, all right, we got a young, virile, strong serious looking cont contemplative. He's contemplating David. He's holding the slingshot over his shoulder. Now this is important uh, to the rest of the story, but I want you to kind of see this in your mind's eye. Okay. So where this came from was at some point I had heard about the radical lawyer, the civil rights activist and radical lawyer, William Kunstler. Uh, and sometimes what happens, you guys, is I'll be listening to the radio or watching the TV or some story comes up or a documentary or whatever it is. Somehow in passing, some, somebody or something comes into my field of, I'll call it my field of curiosity. And sometimes I really get hooked. And I was like, okay, when I heard about him, I really wanted to learn more. 
So what I learned about him is he was considered a quote unquote radical lawyer. He was a civil rights activist. Again, name is William Kunstler. And he was a charismatic guy. And he was known for taking on really controversial clients like back in the day. So some of his clients were like um, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., Stokey Carmichael, the Chicago Seven, Jack Ruby, right? It's a pretty incredible list when you of clients when you think about it. So I came across this great excerpt um, from his autobiography, and there was a clip of him giving a speech, and it was like, I think it was like a 1995 college graduation. So there was like this video, and I, and I listened to it, and something that he said in the excerpt from his autobiography and in this speech that he was giving, this video that he was giving, uh, it really struck me. <laughs> and it's, it stayed with me all this time. Uh, so much so, obviously, that I wrote a blog post about it. And I've talked about this before. In fact, I brought this up when I was interviewing um, my friend, Marianne Williamson. Um, when was it? Like last year, I think I, I had her on the show. So Marianne, as many of you know, she's the famous author of um, A Return to Love. She is, uh, was a presidential candidate. She is a spiritual thought leader. She's an activist. Uh, Marianne has done so many amazing things in the world. Um, and she's also like my spiritual godmother, uh, a dear old friend and uh, somebody I have learned a great deal from. Uh, and, that, you know, you can go listen. To, that's episode two. Episode two is like... Um, meeting my spiritual teacher or KK has a miracle or whatever it is. <laughs> Episode two is when I talk all about Marianne. So you can go, go listen to that if you want to. Okay. So anyways, so I come across this, this excerpt from his autobiography. I come across this video clip and I'm like, I want to know more about this guy. And so what he was talking about in both of those things is he was talking about moments in his life when he had to decide whether or not he was going to take on an unpopular cause or like an unpopular client, right? So he has to make this decision. Something is going on in the culture. Something is going on in the world. And he's been called upon, right? To represent this person or this cause that may be unpopular. And so he says, when he has to decide whether or not to take on this, this uh, case or this client or this cause, he, he mentions Michelangelo's statue of David. Okay. So now as, a, as, as somebody, I'm just like, okay, now we got at involved and now I'm fascinated. I'm like, what does this statue have to do with him deciding whether or not uh, he's going to do something, right? So he shares, he shares in the interview and in the, and in the video, that he keeps a, a, a picture of this particular statue of David. Again, I'm holding it up again, right? This particular statue of David looking over his shoulder into the distance. He's got the slingshot in one hand and it's draped over his shoulder, okay? And he says he shares that he keeps a picture of this particular statue of David near his desk in his law office. And he explained that it is the only representation in at A-A-T, in at of David before he kills Goliath. Okay, this is an important piece now, okay? He keeps this particular statue, a picture of the statue near his desk in his law office because this is the only representation in at where it is before he kills Goliath. 
And he said all the rest, all the other paintings and Donatello's bronze statue, like all of them, they show David standing with like the severed head of Goliath. So they show him after he's already defeated the giant. And Kunstler said this, and this is the, I'm going to read this directly. All right. And this is what he says. So I find this so fascinating. So remember, I'm a listener. I'm like, what, like, I, I see the picture of David. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so fascinated by this. I'm like, tell me more, William Kunstler. <laughs> so Kunstler said, in this picture, this is why he has this particular picture of this particular statue by his desk. So this is Kunstler now speaking. So he said, Michelangelo is saying across these four centuries that every person's life has a moment when you're thinking of doing something that will jeopardize yourself. And if you don't do it, no one will be the wiser that you even thought of it. So it's easy to get out of it. And that's what David is doing right there. He's got the rock in the right hand and he's got the sling over the left shoulder and he's saying, do I dare? Do I dare? Oh my God, you guys, can you imagine now? Let's just try to put ourselves in David's shoes back in the day right? There's this giant that is causing havoc and disharmony and violence and doing all this stuff. And he is little David. And he's got this rock in one hand. He's got the slingshot in the other over his shoulder. And he's thinking, basically, let's bring it, let's bring it up to date. It's like, do I have the balls to do this? Do I have the guts to do this? Do I have the chutzpah, the courage, the tenacity? Like, do I have this kind of faith and confidence that I can do this thing, right? I'm taking on a giant, man. <laughs> like It's like, am, am I equipped? Do I have what it takes? Do I have the inner and the outer resources, the mental stamina, the physical stamina to like take on a giant? And he's standing there and he's just looking and he's wondering and he's contemplating and he's, what he's doing is he's measuring himself up and he's saying, do I dare do this? Now, he talks, now we're back to, here's Kunstler again talking, right? He says, it's a moment that occurs often in my life. Every time I decide to take on a Larry Davis or a Yusuf Salam, I make a choice. And while I'm hardly comparing myself to David, my choice is whether to take on the giant or to let it slide. Oh. So here he is, he's this lawyer, right? Civil rights, he's, you know, strong willed. He's like, he's like, this is a guy who's definitely got a code. I'm going to do a whole episode, <laughs> a whole podcast episode on, you got to have a code. Um, and so he says, you know, I'm not saying that I'm David, uh, you know, but I have to make a decision. Am I going to take on the giant or am I going to let it slide? Because here's the thing, no one will know. No one's going to know, right? A client comes to him. They say, well, you represent me. He can say yes. He can say no. Nobody's going to know what he decides to do, obviously, unless he says yes. And he says, here's the thing. Do I want to let it slide? No one will know. When I choose, I choose what I believe is the right thing. Okay, listen to this because this is important. This is important for all of us listeners here. Listen to this. When I choose, I choose what I believe is the right 
thing, despite the odds against it. Okay, listen up, you guys. I'm going to pause here. He says more, but I want to interject because this is wicked important because I cannot tell you the countless number of dreams, ideas, um, creative inspirations uh, that get killed right at this moment. What I love about this is he doesn't say, I called my mother, I called my brother, I called my partner, I called my wife, I called my best friend, I checked in with my kids, I made sure that nobody was popular, I made sure that everybody was going to be okay with what I wanted to do. No, what happens is he's in that moment doing what David's doing, right? He's standing there, he's paused, he's very still, and he's contemplating, like, do I dare? And who does he check in with? Not externally. He doesn't go out there and ask everybody if it's okay, if they're going to support him, if they're going to like it. He goes inward. He goes inward and he tunes into what I would call the inner teacher, divine intelligence, Holy Spirit, spirit, intuition, gut instinct, right? He goes in to his own inner knowing and he says, I choose what I believe is the right thing despite the odds against it. He doesn't sit there and go, does this make total sense? Uh, da, 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 da. He's not looking at the odds. He's tuning into, is this the right thing? And then he continues, over the years, my David moments have come more frequently. Do I dare? Do I dare? I usually do when I can take on the system or when I believe that a certain defendant won't get a fair trial. He says, I hope many of you, or at least a significant few, will dare when the time comes, if it hasn't come already. Oh my God, you guys, there is so much genius and brilliance and wisdom in this. He says, do I dare? I usually do when I can take on the system. And I love this because this is how the world gets changed when one person at a time, right? Because it's not always going to happen by the masses or a bunch of people or a group. It's usually like one individual at a time ask themselves, is this a place? Is this a moment? Is this a time when I can make a difference? When I can right a wrong? When I can stand up for somebody that is uh, fill in the blank, weaker than me, does not have a voice, does not have a say, is not represented, does not have the power. I notice an injustice here. I notice where this is fucked up. This is not right. Not on my watch. You know what I'm saying? Like this is that moment. Right. And he says, when I believe that a certain defendant won't get a fair trial, because again, this is a guy with a code and he says, this is important. Okay. So the next day, I remember the first time that I read about him and the very next day, and this is often how my spiritual team works, man, right? Something comes into my, to my realm of awareness, into my conscious mind, into my subconscious mind. And then the universe, my, my surroundings, my environment reflects it back to me, which is so incredible. So I love my spiritual team. They're wicked funny and they're always on the job. So the next day after reading this, um, I had a conversation with my sweetie, uh, Chris Lesta. 
And, you know, uh, back then he used to have a lot of gigs that were like much later at night. So he would be driving home a lot, like really late at night. And so I remember bringing this up to him and telling him all about this. And he said, uh, he starts to tell me a story himself. And he, he told me about an experience that he had just had, like at the time, like the night, the very, just the night before. And he was driving home from a gig and it was really late and there was a car in front of him and it kept like swerving, right? It kept like, it kept like changing lanes and like um, it, it would go into the breakdown lane and then it would come back to center and then it would go across the double yellow lines and he's behind him and he's just thinking, oh my God, he's like, okay, well maybe they're just drifting because they're on their phone. Like maybe they're just like texting. They're going to snap out of it. They're going to realize what they're doing. Um, he said, but the driving just continued to get like worse and worse and worse. And at that point he's like, shit. I got to make a decision because he could just be the guy that goes, it's none of my business. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. This, he didn't do this. This is me. <laughs> this is me making the sounds like in his head, right? He, this is not him. This is me. And because we found ourselves there, I'm sure we have all at some point thought, am I about, am I willing to insert myself into this situation and into whatever the consequences of this choice that I'm about to make? Right. So it's like, but there are a lot of people who just like will turn a blind eye to something because they don't want to get involved or they're scared or like whatever the thing is. And he said to me, he goes, at that point, I, I had a decision to make. And I had to ask myself, like, do I call the cops and report a suspected drunk driver or do I just ignore it and like go about my business? And he said it did not take him long to choose. And this is the thing. My sweetie is a guy with a code. My sweetie has very particular strong feelings about very particular things. Uh, he's one of those people that it's like, if it's a no for him, you are not going to change his mind. You are not going to persuade him. And you might call that stubborn in some cases, but I think when a person has a very strong sense of right and wrong, and just like we're covering in the nest this month, right? We're covering the big three, the core values, and we're looking at not only what our core values are, but what do we value? Um, and some of us have some things that are just so deeply ingrained in us, right? Like one of them for, for some of you guys might be like, I'm, I don't drunk drive. Like that's not, I never drink and get in a car. Like I will not drive behind the wheel of a car when I'm drunk. Um, like meaning like they, they either like set, meaning if they even, even to the point, like if they're going out drinking, they'll say to somebody, I'm calling an Uber, I'm getting a cab. I already have a designated driver. Like they set themselves up for success. Right. So I'm just saying. So he's telling me, my sweetie said, it didn't take him long to choose. And then after about another mile, he called 911, calls 911, and he tells them, he describes what he's witnessing. And then the next day, so he didn't tell me because he came home, you know, late that night, he's telling me the story the next day. And he gets a phone call that day, that same day. Uh, and it's a call from the police station. And they're calling him to thank him for making the report. Cause when he called it in, he had to give his name and his phone number. Right. Um, and so they found the driver. This is what they tell him. They found the driver, they pulled him over and they arrested them. Um, and not only were they dangerously drunk and under and drunk and under the influence of drugs, but they also had their baby in the car with them. Whew. And I just thought to myself, oh my God, that could have ended so badly. That could have ended so tragically. And thank God, my sweetie, in that moment of, do I dare, do I dare, do I be that guy? Do I be that guy who calls the cops or rats or whatever, right? Right, the stories that we can tell ourselves. 
And it's like, he was, he chose to be the guy and he did. He went inside himself. Nobody else in the car with him has to make a decision on the spot. What feels right to me? And he made the right decision and he called and who knows, he could have saved that person's life, the passenger's life, the baby's life. I mean, we'll never know, right? Cause they got pulled over and arrested. They were, he saved them from themselves in some way. That's a whole other podcast I'm going to do someday about how you can't save people from themselves. But because he intervened, uh, he saved them from what could have been a really terrible thing. And I, and I think about it like this too. Can you imagine if they had crashed? So one of the statistics we often see is that when people are drunk driving and stuff like that, uh, usually the driver a lot of times survives. It's the other people that become, um, that get killed or harmed or, um, you know, um, paralyzed or whatever the thing is, right? And can you imagine the level of guilt if let's say those people decided to make a different choice? I mean, who knows where they are right now? But what I'm saying is, can you imagine if they had, God forbid, got into an accident, baby dies, um, and then they decide to get sober, like the level of guilt and shame and trauma that they would then have to overcome. Uh, so I just say, oh, thank God. Thank God my sweetie dared, right? And so I read somewhere once, you guys, it says that heroes, even humble ones, are ordinary people who overcome their fear to perform an act that is later regarded as heroic or courageous. I cannot tell you how many interviews over the years of my life where somebody is being lauded by like the news channel, whatever the interviewer, right? And they'll be like, the newscaster will be like, so a lot of people are calling you a hero. And people always say the same thing, right? I would say like 98% of the time, I don't consider myself a hero. I just did what I had to do. Like I did the real thing. Because in that moment, in that moment, they're not sitting there going, I'm going to be a hero. I mean, most people don't. They just see something. And in that split second, it's like, do I dare? Do I run into the burning building? Do I, you know, stop this? Do I do this? Do I interject here? Like, right? Heroes, even humble ones are ordinary people who overcome their fear to perform an act that is later, later on regarded as heroic or courageous. And so here's the whole point of this today and why I wanted to talk about it is I see people use the word like brave a lot, right? And be like, oh, it's so brave that you told your story. You're, you're being so brave, being vulnerable. You're being da 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 And I just think like there are moments in every single one of our lives, if you can hear the sound of my voice, I am telling you, I guarantee there has been some point in your life um, where you have been brave, where you have had a moment when you had to make a decision and it might not be some huge thing that played out in some big dramatic way, right? But there was a small moment where maybe you spoke up or you stepped in or you stood up or you walked out or you did the unexpected thing. And I just believe that many of us were going to have these moments in our life. Some are going to be big. Some are going to be small when we're going to see something going on. Okay. We're going to see something going on. And it might be at the grocery store. It might be in somebody's you know, yard. It might be in your community. It might be in your government. It might be somewhere in the larger world, but you're going to spot something. You're going to become aware of something. You're going to get yourself educated on something, or you're going to come across a situation, right? How many times have you seen this when you've been in a grocery store and like a parent is like losing it on a kid or something is happening and then you have that moment and it's like, okay, am I going to intervene? Am I going to, you know, am I going to speak up? 
Um, whatever the thing is, somebody's do, being unkind to an animal, see, somebody's being unkind to another human being, somebody's being racist or prejudiced or uh, misogynistic or homophobic or feeling all, all the different things that people can be to each other, right? Um, and you're going to know in your heart, you're going to know in your heart, this isn't right. You're going to see somebody hit somebody. Or spend, like, you're just going to be in a situation and you're going to know in your heart that it isn't right. And the question is, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? I have seen whole businesses, whole brands come out of somebody saying, I saw something and this pissed me off. Pissed me off that this is happening or broke my heart that this is happening. I got to do something about it. Like I said, it might sometimes happen in a really big way, right? People who start whole things like, you know, to clean up the oceans, to have, make sure that everybody has clean drinking water. Like I'm talking about really big things, but we're also going to have these moments, which might seem small in the moment. It might seem like what I mean is like personal rather than these huge universal things. It might be in this moment, a very personal thing, but it's a big fucking deal to, to, to the victim. It's a big deal to the person or the animal or to whatever the child that is being um, abused or hurt or yelled at or shamed or bullied or whatever. And so we have to ask ourselves, you know, am I going to do this? Because in those moments, I really believe that the universe is giving you an opportunity to make a difference. It's giving you an opportunity to make a difference and it's giving you a chance to intervene or to boldly stand up for somebody else, somebody that doesn't have a voice, something else, a small creature or whatever right? That does not have a say. And, you know, I just watched this video, unfortunately, like sometimes on Instagram, something will start to play before, you know, if you have your videos on automatic or whatever, I should probably shut that feature off. If that's, if it's why mine does that. Um, but it was this video of, I don't even want to get into what the video was, but it was a woman who was being cruel to a puppy and it happened very quickly. And I just saw it, but like, I can't unsee it. Right. And when I see stuff like that, I just think like, oh my God, I'm going to reach through the screen and like, so look, there are going to be opportunities in our life where we have a chance to, to gently intervene, perhaps to gently intervene and just go, Hey, I noticed you're having a tough time over there. Anything I can do to help, you know? So that, because here's the thing too, you got to be smart about when you intervene, right? You got to be smart about it. Uh, there might be a time when you're being asked to really boldly stand up for what you believe in. You're at a town hall, you're at a town meeting, right? You get on the mic and you say, Hey, da, 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 da. this is what I think, right? Sometimes we get to intervene or do our best by voting, whatever. There's a thousand ways in our lifetimes that we get to speak up for those who have no voice. There might be a chance where we get to right or wrong, to say no to a bully, to protect the earth, to call the authorities about suspecting domestic violence. I got a story about that. That's for a whole other day. You might have a chance to reach out to animal, animal welfare, right? As I like to call it. Um, about an abused animal, or you might reach out to social workers about a neglected child. There's gonna come a time where we cannot and should not turn a blind eye. In these moments, they're not gonna offer easy choices, right? We're gonna be standing there. We're gonna be like David with the slingshot. I got a rock, oh, I got a rock in one hand. I got a slingshot over the other. And look, here's the deal. They're not always going to be popular decisions. They're not always going to be popular choices. 
But when the time comes, this is the question here. These are the things I want you to ask yourself, okay? I want you to maybe think about in your life, if there is something, a situation that either you're enduring, you're putting up with, or you know somebody else's, or maybe there's something in your life that you've wanted to do your whole life, to write a book, to start a podcast, to start a business, to quit your job, whatever the thing is. If you've got some things in your life, I want you to, I want you to pause at the end of this. I want you to take a few moments. I want you to get quiet. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about, right? David, this picture, get a picture of it. If it moves you, if it speaks to you, right? I keep this picture close by because I like to ask myself this question. Do I dare? Do I have it in me? And one of the things that I teach and that I work on, right? Um, in my, in, in my business and in my life, when I talk about, you know, uh, this process of your story to your glory, and I talk about living in the fearless flow, you know, genuine fearlessness. And I'm not saying you're never, ever, ever going to be afraid again, but what I'm saying is this, this attitude or this energy of genuine fearlessness, right? It comes from knowing that we have within us. Remember how I said, William Kunstler, he doesn't look outside of himself to find out if everybody's okay with it, if they support it, if they think it's right. He goes in, he has autonomy, he has inner authority. And we all have access to that where we get to go in and we understand that I have what it takes. I have what I need. I have these inner resources to do this. And depending on your, your faith or your spiritual tradition or your religion or whatever it is, right? I often think, well, I got, I got God at my back. That's what I always think. I got God at my back, right? And I talk about my spiritual team and I always say, uh, and of course in miracles is a line that basically says, I'm expanding it a little bit, but it basically says, you know, God has placed his angels above and below. And I'm like in front and behind and to your left and to your right, they are all around you. So I don't need to be popular. I have to follow what my divine intelligence, my inner knowing, my inner teacher, right? My highest self, that, that intelligence, that intuition, that, that instinct, I have to follow that. And I have to ask myself, right? Is this something that I want to do? Am I going to speak up about this? And look, I, I'm willing, you know, I did a whole episode about that. I'm willing to be unpopular because I, could, I, I just couldn't stand the feeling of sitting by and watching something. Now, th there's probably a thousand reason why that is about me. Going back to my own childhood, things that happened, trauma I experienced, what happened to my mom, like on and on and on and on and on. But I've never been somebody who's able to kind of sit, just kind of sit there uh, and not speak up. And maybe even to my own detriment sometimes. And that's when, when my memoir comes out, you'll, you'll, read, you'll read a little bit about that. Um, so I just want to say to you, I want you to pause and take a look at your own life and say, are there some things in my life that need my attention? Or are there some things in my surroundings, in my neighborhood, my community, my family, where everybody's just kind of pretending like this isn't fucking going on? There's a big elephant. There's a big elephant or there's a situation and we got to ask ourselves, you know, what am I going to do about it? Because when the time comes, when the time comes, and if you bear witness to a prejudice or an injustice or some other act of cruelty or bullying or violence, or like I said, or unkindness, I hope 
I hope that you or many of you, a significant few at least, will dare. And that's the question that you're going to ask yourself. Do I dare? Just like William Kunstler talks about, whether you're a fan of his or not, some of you, if you're a little bit older listener, you might already know who he is and be like, oh, that guy. It's not about him. I'm talking about um, this concept and this idea of when the time comes, when something wrong needs to be righted, do I dare? And I hope you do. I hope you do. I have another version of this um, that I discovered about uh, a famous surfer. And I can't off the top of my head remember his last name because this is a story I read many, many, many years ago. And it was about a surfer and his name was Eddie. And he was famous for like doing these crazy rescues. I want to say in like Hawaii or something like that. And at one point um, there was... Um, I don't, I can't remember what happened. It was a really bad storm or somebody had gotten swept out to sea or whatever. And he, against all odds, like paddled out to like rescue. He did something. You can just do it. If you just Google what I'm about to say, you, you'll be able to find out the largest story. But the, the, the kind of the takeaway from the story of Eddie is he lost his life. He ended up drowning. He didn't like make it back in, but whatever he did had great consequences or um, positive, positive outcome where he helped some people. So the question that those people from that culture ask, right, from that neighborhood or whatever, uh, the, the, the lore, the lore, like the, the story that has been passed down, right, um, about him is the, the answer is Eddie would go. <laughs> Eddie would go. So when the question is, do I stay? Do I go? What do I do? They say Eddie would go. It's the same thing of asking ourselves, do I dare? So that's the thing. Will you go? Will you dare? Will you speak up when your time comes to maybe be a small hero or a big hero, or you got to do something that is generally maybe not going to be that popular, but you know, in your heart of hearts, that this is the right damn thing to do. Do I dare? And you guys, I, I, uh, I hope you do. I hope you do. I'm not saying put your life at risk. I'm not saying like, you know, get yourself, you know, you only, you can decide what is right for you. Nobody else can, but I hope that you find the courage. Again, I'm going to hold up David in this moment, just staring into the distance. And I think of that slingshot and I think like, man, this kid is just standing there with a rock, one rock, one rock in this slingshot. And it's like, this is my moment. I'm going to defeat this giant. And so often you guys, the biggest giant that we're trying to defeat is our own thinking is our own conditioning, is our own stories and beliefs, our own bullshit, our own habits, our own um, identification of ourselves, not as our true self. Mostly the giant that we are trying to defeat is us, right? So when the time comes, do I dare? When the time comes to do the personal and transformational work, when you're trying to transform, when you are ready, when you are serious of like transforming your life, like getting real deal, Holyfield, down to business, from the inside out, transformation. I hope when the time comes, when you recognize these old patterns, these old ways of being, right? These old ways of bullying myself, these old ways of talking down to myself and terrorizing myself, you know? Really what you're trying to do, what we're doing is when we kill the giant, we are freeing ourselves from the tyranny of our own minds. And when the opportunities come and the chances come, 
and the question is asked, do I dare? I hope you say yes, because Eddie would go. <laughs> All right, you guys, I appreciate you. I love you so much. Um, right now I'm trying to work out still. Uh, I've mentioned it. I'm going to try and get these little like podcast episode guides. So in case there is uh, a few nuggets that I dropped, right? Little show notes or whatever. I'm still like figuring out what it's going to look like, but I will let you know. I think this show and the, and the last couple of two that, um, I, that I did, there might be little show notes for these. So just stay tuned in for that. I'll let you know if that's happening. Um, uh, in other news, if you guys get these, if you've listened to the show, I've said this before and you found it helpful in any way, it would mean the world to me. If you would share it with your friends or your loved ones, help me to spread the good word. And also you can help me by leaving a positive review on Apple uh, podcasts. You just go and to uh, follow where the show is, wherever you listen to the show. If it's an Apple, that's great. And you will just see, you go listen on Apple, uh, Apple podcasts, you scroll down and you'll see the little section where you can either leave a star review or write uh, a star rating, or you can write a review. And that's like wicked helpful to me. I would super duper appreciate that. But if you want to get the podcast right into your inbox, you're just going to sign up for my newsletter list, you guys. Um, uh, just karenkenny.com slash uh, sign up. It's that easy. You just go and you'll get it. And it'll be super fun. <laughs> and then I'll be in your inbox twice a week, telling stories, uh, letting you know when this sucker is up and available. And I just appreciate you all so much. Thank you for being a part of the Karen Kenny Show family, for being a part of my community. I appreciate you all so much. I celebrate you. I love you. I feel you and I hear you. I know this is a tough time for a lot of people. So I hope that the show brings you some sort of, I don't know, it just helps in some way. It's really all I want to do, right? Is I want it to help people in some way. So you guys, wherever you go, Wherever you go, I always say, like, please go out into the world and don't inflict yourself on people, right? Do the work, do the spiritual work, do the personal work, get your shit together. <laughs> the greatest gift you can give to yourself, your children, your family, and the world around you. Get it together, right? So take good care of yourself, do the work, do what you need to do. Uh, and then that way you can go out into the world and instead of inflicting yourself on people, you can be an inspiration to people. So wherever you go, leave the people, the place, the animals, and the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Okay, bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie. 
and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.